0: It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. I don't make songs for free, I make them for freedom. Don't believe in kings, believe in the kingdom.
1: Hey everybody, it's Drew and Dan here with our first ever foray into the podcast world. We're going to be talking Bachelorette and ball. So that's some NBA uh, playoff action and of course the hit television series, The Bachelorette.
2: We're huge fans of both. In the future, we'll talk about other things. We love food. We love other sports.
1: Yeah, we'll get to, you know, some baseball, you know, a little Mm. bit. Um, Yeah, our favorite places kind of eat around the city of Portland, which is one of the best cities to to eat in. And, um, yeah, Dan, we're super, super pumped.
2: We're excited. If you are not a basketball fan, you can skip forward about 20 minutes or so. Yeah. We'll start talking about the Bachelorette then.
1: Yeah, we'll do about 20 minutes on hoops. And, and um, yeah, if you have any ideas uh, that you want to hear us talk about, please tweet them at us. We're on Twitter. Dan is at Dayotree and i am at drew martin that's uh d-r-u-m-a-r-t-i-n Deo tree just like it sounds
2: all right let's get to it
0: it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap it seems like blessings
2: so drew mba first yeah right? wow um I Drew is a huge Golden State Warriors fan, not a bandwagon fan, has been a fan for a very long time. Grew
1: up in the East Bay a few blocks from Chris Mullen.
2: All right, respect. I respect that a Trick lot.
1: Trick-or-treated at Chris Weber's house uh, so, so every give year. Us
2: a, a lot of this, uh, You, I really have no dog in the fight right now. My team uh, has just come off the heels of the worst recorded season in that team's history so that would be talk the
1: los angeles lakers mm-hmm. who have a very interesting future interesting future, which, which will be a subject of future podcasts absolutely
2: so drew give me how are you feeling after give me this previous offseason how are you feeling the warriors win the first title in a long time where, wow, where are your thoughts coming into this season?
1: Okay, well, coming into the season, uh, we're, it's just a very—it's been surreal. We went through this uh, with the 2010 San Francisco Giants, and when I say we, I mean the Bay Area fans. Um, it was just—they'd <laughs> been, you know, historically, you know, just bad for a long time, and so it's a very surreal, um, just feeling and a surreal season. And then they ran off. Just you know, there was a lot of talk after their last you know title or the you know their, might say their last title i mean their first title since the 70s but um a lot of talk that you know maybe the warriors um weren't that good didn't deserve to win that title so they went out and just ran off 73 wins this year historically good season steph curry had a historically uh good year unanimous mvp and all that but um so to talk just to bring that into the into the current mm-hmm. uh you know time you know that was the season the season was great super excited and proud of what they accomplished over the season Dan but then um, the playoffs have kind of taken a turn would you agree
2: I absolutely agree they are many would say no longer the front runner maybe I would say many of them many people believe the Warriors to be like the third favorite to win the title right now
1: agree what 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 are your thoughts Dan Uh, you know just what did you think pre-OKC series, right before the series started? Um, I remember you asked me back when OKC was still battling the Spurs who I, I would rather the Warriors played. And as you remember, I said I would rather the Warriors play the Spurs Yeah, because OKC is a matchup nightmare. Yeah,
2: and, and I thought you were crazy. Many, uh, If you dig deep enough in my tweets, you'll see that I tweeted back in the San Antonio-Oklahoma City series, San Antonio in four. Yeah. And then they lost a game, so I said San Antonio in five. And Oklahoma City uh, really actually had no problem with the Spurs
1: whatsoever. Stomped them.
2: Stomped them. Uh, and now— And the uh, Spurs were
1: also historically good this year. Yeah, this season. exactly. So OKC dismantled a historically good San Antonio uh, team, and now they are just uh, really taking it to a historically good Warriors team. And, um, you know, people keep asking me every time the Warriors lose, um, you know, in this series, which has now been three times, people say, what happened, right? Like, Drew, what happened mm-hmm. to the Warriors? And, um, you know, Dan, th- there's not really a lot of excuses to make when you watch how OKC played. They just played better than the Warriors. They played perfect basketball. Um, they, um, you know, there were, a, there were, there's some, obviously Steph Curry doesn't seem to be right. You know, um, we don't know exactly what that is, but played uh, a little better last night, l- a little better, but even still, some of his movements aren't the same, uh, you know, the same fluidity, but you can't really make excuses would you have to look at what OKC has done and how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the reason I never wanted to play them is because they play with a certain level of fire and passion. I mean, obviously Westbrook is an unhinged man, and he just plays out of his mind. But Durant is just this—he just sizzles, man. He's a silent mm-hmm. competitor. They're getting great, um, you know, just great play from other guys who are stepping up in huge ways. Um, I mean, bottom line—I don't know how deep you want to go into it, Dan, but their offensive rebounding and their defense yeah. is incredible, unbelievable. unbelievable.
2: One, one really interesting storyline in this series that I've noticed is so last season after the Warriors won. The title um, everyone was talking about that the Warriors are revolutionizing the game. We've never seen a team like this, especially uh, I think it's called the lineup of death when they play um, Draymond at the five. Yeah, they go small. Harrison, Iggy, uh, that small ball lineup was just decimating people, mm-hmm. and it was almost as if Billy Donovan and the the Thunder, like sort of I don't know what happened, but they realized that they could do it and actually do it better than the Warriors and still be more physical. They've been doing. Uh, They've been doing a lot of lineups with Ibaka at the five mm-hmm. and then Durant at the four, which is just wrecking people. Or if Abaca's not feeling it, they'll bring in Adams. Um, so th- they're somehow, they've somehow created uh, maybe not as good of a shooting death lineup, but faster for sure. Westbrook has been destroying Steph Curry. Um, and, may it, well, <laughs> in a way, may <laughs> <I'm not> Drew, <laughs> I wish you could see Drew's first. But, uh, uh, and And just – I think tiring him out, like Steph Curry's maybe injured, but Steve Kerr said we wouldn't play him if he was injured. I don't know if I believe that one hundred percent. Well, the man sprained
1: a knee a few weeks ago, and now 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 he's playing against Russell Westbrook on you know, and that's just it can't be, you know, that can't be right. Your body's not gonna be right, especially after what they've gone through this season. Um, I mean, I will say, I will say this, um, you know the thunder just flat out played the warriors i i i think there was some officiating moves especially in okc that affected the outcome of that game early okay. on especially i can go deeper into that if you if you're interested i also think that flipped in oakland last night and that the warriors got the benefit of the officiating mm-hmm. and i think the officials influenced the outcome of both games hmm. um, Interesting. So specifically I, I mean I, I didn't know if I was going to go into it But now I'm going In OKC early on um, the thunder do what the Thunder do. They're attacking the basket, um, which is actually one of the reasons they're getting so many offensive rebounds because they're attacking the basket mm-hmm. and they're in, and then they're crashing and they're in position for those rebounds. Um, where the Warriors are shooting outside shots, they're it's almost like an open offense, clear out shoot, not in position for these offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. So that's just killing them. But um, there were moments early on, especially in uh, the Game 3 in OKC, where the Warriors ch- – attempted to break the thunder it's a game of rhythm right and the thunder have rhythm and they have momentum and they are just freak athletes and they play so hard Mm -hmm. and warriors needed you have to disrupt that rhythm by getting to the free throw line and so the Warriors started to attack pump fake get guys in the air Mm -hmm. um, get you know drawing those fouls did not get those calls so you go down eight quick and then you start attacking the basket trying to get to the free throw line because you can make free throws then you can set up your defense you slow down the thunder But when you don't get the calls and you miss the shot and they're coming back on the attack flying down, um, you're in big trouble. And Mm -hmm. that eight-point lead turns into 20, and all of a sudden you're down 20 on the road against the Thunder, and that's how blowouts happen. And I think I put that um, early on on the officials. And at that point, the Warriors have no choice but to shoot themselves out of that hole. Mm -hmm. Shots were not falling. Uh, So, I mean, partially off night for the Warriors, partially tenacious defense by the thunder yeah
2: and i mean it's a lot of things right because the warriors um i mean historically have two of the greatest shooters of all time, well the greatest shooter of all time and one of the greatest shooters in the league and a lot of times like i would remember during the season they'd be down into the third going into the fourth down by almost 20 and then all of a sudden the tide shifts and yep. it's because they just start draining shots yep. so the warriors my question for you is well i guess i have a couple questions i think first if the Warriors' shots aren't falling, are they a good enough team to figure out other ways to defeat a team like Oklahoma City or if they advance to defeat a team like Cleveland? Or are they... Um, I, I don't think soft's the right word, but but when those shots aren't falling, do they have enough talent, enough um, kind of coaching prowess to go inside out a little bit more? Where so,
1: so I, I mean, I guess... Um, and just so no one accuses me of saying the officials uh, cost them the games. I think the officials also cost the Thunder the game last night. So, anyway, Kay. that's I'm, I'm even on that. Bad yeah. officiating both sides. Both got teams it. got the benefit of It's on of the it. record. On the record. <laughs> um, there were some calls last night that were crazy. But, anyway, um, where where so the question, can – the Warriors beat OKC if their shots aren't falling. I mean, can anybody beat OKC if their shots aren't falling? That's that's kind of that's, that's a that's 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 going to be a tough one. Um, they need so they need to get the kind of contributions that OKC is getting from guys like Waiters and Ibaka, and I mean Steven Adams is a freak show, and um and then ro- you know Robertson and they've got they've got these guys stepping up. Um, not so much last night, but. Um, in all the games before that, the Warriors to beat the Thunder without the three ball going down, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to get to the rim. Um, you know, Clay can get to the rim. Clay is such a great athlete. Clay is such a great attacker, and Clay is just such a great player. Steph doesn't look right going to the rim right now. Mm-hmm. He's not finishing at the rim uh, during the season. I thought finishing at the rim was one of Steph's most like undervalued um, skills, oh, yeah. the crazy spin on the ball, the angles, the body control, um, just the full speed, like layups. Cra- I mean, the way he uses the glass, the very top of the glass, tippy up mm-hmm. perfect back. I mean, he was just – it's beautiful to watch. This series, it is not going down.
2: Well, and finishing at the rim is very – it's very confidence-based, yeah. right? You, like you're not going to – Draymond and Steph both uh, in game four. They didn't look right. They look rattled. Um, They're missing even just wide open Wide open finger rolls into the uh, Driving into the lane.
1: Yeah, so a team that made more three-pointers than any other team in NBA history this year I think they're gonna have to ride that to uh, a win if they're gonna get a win they got it They got to make they got to hit outside. So
2: so I guess final question for this series uh, Do you think the Warriors can do it? Can they beat Oklahoma City?
1: Yeah, uh, I I do. I I th- I got confidence in the Warriors, and and um, you know, it would be one of the, it would probably be considered, you know, the greatest comeback in basketball history, mm-hmm. given how good OKC is. But they're coming off the greatest season in NBA history with one of the greatest players in NBA history, and so for that reason, I think, uh, you know, I'm not counting the Warriors out until until they're out. So, um, you know, I'm still. I'm still banking on the Warriors to win, too. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. (laughs) The next one's going to be a mountain. Do you think,
2: really quick, I don't want to spend much time in the East because the East is horrible and I hate LeBron
1: James. Not interested.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Do you think, so the Cavs, I don't really know what's up with them. They breeze through the first two rounds. Uh, They drop two games against Toronto. Toronto is a horrible team. We watched part of that game the other day, and I – I made the statement. I think Toronto's the worst conference finals yep. team I've ever seen in my entire yep. life. Uh, so is Cleveland? Is Cleveland really that good, or are no, they? No, they're not that no, good. Do no. you think they're just going to get killed by Cle- whoever advances cl- okay. Cle- in the Cleveland's
1: better. Cleveland's a better team right now than they were during the season. Sure. Uh, Blatt, what is what was going on with that? I mean, Tyronn mm-hmm. Lue is not a good coach, but he's got these not guys. He's, cool. Maybe he's just letting the guys go. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they're, so, they're a different team. That, that's actually going to be interesting because Cleveland is a different team and a better team than they were in the season. At Christmas, the Warriors crushed mm-hmm. Cle- a fully loaded Cleveland squad. Like, it didn't even break a sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wouldn't happen as easily this year, but I still think the West has no. I mean, if, if Cleveland had swept Toronto, I'd be like, oh, that's, well, this just got interesting. But they dropped yeah. two, and yeah. the Raptors are bad. That's a horrible team. And so, I think the West. Um, easily beats the Cavs, although nothing's coming easy for the Warriors right now, but mm-hmm. if the Warriors can win three straight against what is the best team in the league right now, a peaking OKC team peaking at the right time, mm-hmm. um, if they can win three straight, I think that momentum carries them over the Cavs. Uh, if OKC is in the finals, it's their year. They know it's their year. Their yeah. confidence is off the charts right now. Yes, they, they do not expect to lose to anybody right now. I mm. think OKC sweeps Cleveland.
2: I think, uh, I think if you're Cleveland, you're praying, as weird as this sounds to say after everything that happened this season, I think if you're Cleveland, you're pr- praying to play the Warriors.
1: Absolutely, because the if the Warriors can win those three straight, they got mm. one down, so two more to go. If they win three straight, you have to – that's gonna have taken a toll physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually on their devotional lives. That's true. Uh, I, uh,
2: Warriors, we'll be here if you need some yeah, discipleship. Yeah,
1: yeah. If we need some mentoring in the faith. <laughs> but yeah. I think I,
2: I think of Cleveland, and uh, if you look at LeBron's shot chart for especially this series, but I mean the whole playoffs, he is hitting like everything six to eight feet from the basket. Against a, a decimate, like Toronto. Valentinus just played his first game of the series last yeah. game, if I believe. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Biombo's a great rim protector, but, uh, but OKC's got a Bacca, they have Adams, they're way more physical. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's going to have a tough time against OKC. Yeah. we we'll see.
1: If the Warriors don't get out, don't get out of the finals, uh, the conference finals this year, still super uh, stoked on their season. Yeah. I mean, as, as someone who grew up watching the Warriors, never in the playoffs until the Baron Davis run, uh, you know, just the fact that they're where they're at, what they, they've done, what they've done, and they'll be in the championship conversation next year again. Yeah. Still surreal, still amazing, something a lot of teams fans will never really experience. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: NBA. We'll have much more NBA stuff NBA, coming up. yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to eventually be able to talk some Lakers again after a horrible drought.
1: Um, yeah, our, nec- our, our next podcast, Dan, let's jump into a little bit the fact that Portland fans hate Golden State mm. and how- f- I would love to
2: do just a Portland fans podcast. How,
1: I, and just really how funny that is. Because mm-hmm. if you can't watch this Warriors team- and enjoy it you probably don't enjoy life you're probably just a sad person (laughs) you know the
2: the portland rain's getting to you
1: yeah your your spirits are down uh, you know and and i'm actually concerned about you uh and i'd like to talk to you in person and just help you know know that there's there's more to life come on the pod yeah come on the pod Uh, and and i want to help you find your joy
2: Find your joy. That actually reminds me, I wanted to ask you one more thing about the NBA. Yeah. So yesterday or the day before, the uh, the all-NBA teams were released. And uh, I have a couple problems. We can't get into everything. I think my biggest problem was that DeAndre Jordan was on the NBA first team. And that's horrible. Yeah. But Damian Lillard made NBA second team. Yeah. A man who was not an all-star. Yeah. Uh what are your thoughts on that? I know Portland fan, well Portland fans are probably not happy that he didn't make the first team. Yeah. But uh what are your thoughts on Damian Lillard making all NBA second
1: team? You know, uh the guy the guy had a the guy had a great year. You know, he, um he had a I don't know I don't know what to say. The whole All-Star thing like is it's ridiculous mm-hmm. because it was it was it was uh Kobe Bryant's farewell year or whatever. Legend. I, th- I thought that <laughs> Dan is all about the C- Kobe Bryant farewell tour. Yeah, I legend. thought it was hot garbage and and okay. embarrassing. When you're 39 years Should old. Should we Drew, do another pod dedicated When you're
2: 39 years old, please score 60 points in your final NBA game ever and then and then I'll listen to what you're going to say. But continue.
1: Um how, how, uh, what is our audience, Dan? How appropriate is is, is can, can this get because <laughs> we, cannot, we cannot talk about our culture's worship of Kobe Bryant without delving into the indiscretions of Kobe Bryant? And, uh, you know, I just think some people lose the right to be heroes. And if you can put a ball in a basket, wow, really, really well, um, you know, I don't care. Okay, I don't care. So,
2: okay, that's we'll have to dive into it another time cuz I'm I'm getting all kinds of feelings. But, okay, really quick, back to the all-NBA teams are really interesting this year. Uh Anthony Davis was omitted, which I think is right in a sense cuz he missed a lot of the season and he just played like he played a bad. shell of himself. He
1: played bad. Uh that's a great way to put it, a shell of himself uh to all the people who drafted Anthony Davis number 1 in your fantasy drafts this year. <laughs> I'm should, so sorry. Should have gone with Steph.
2: So so here here are the guards who Damien beat out to be uh second team. He beat Kyle Lowry.
1: Um Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Okay,
2: okay. He beat Clay Thompson.
1: Not okay with that.
2: John Wall.
1: Mm, that's a tough one. John Wall is so good, but his team is so bad. It's a tough one. Um But no, no, yeah. Damien led Portland to do things this year. That's true. Um, I mean, you got it. You got to. You got to give him the credit. Yeah, you know that he would probably prefer to be omitted completely, so he can put an even mm-hmm. bigger chip on his shoulder. Okay, I was just That's how. That's it. That fuels him. That drives him, and and it's working for him because the dude is the dude is an assassin. Um, if I'm picking a team right now, and I am choosing between Clay and Damian, that's not even close. Clay Thompson's my guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you I'm so, I'm say it. Say it, Dan. About Damien Between Damien and Clay Who do you take Gosh I uh, (laughs) This is going so much longer than I expected And and I'm totally okay with it No one's listening to us right now Dan At this point people have hit stop And I don't even care This is you and me (laughs) These microphones
2: Our only audience is when I listen to this podcast In my car
1: or in the gym (laughs) (laughs) It's over again If if you're listening right now Just uh, text me And uh, I don't know (laughs) uh anyone quick
2: thought about Damien. i think i'd pick damien over clay um damien seems to be a better leader than clay uh i don't know i would just love i'd be really interested to see one if clay sticks with golden state for a couple more years two how clay would do as the primary um just like leader of a team like damien is we'll see i don't know it's tough to say
1: uh Uh, I, i forgot you don't care about defense (laughs) <laughs> Offense <laughs> tickets. I get it. I get it. Offensive tickets. Okay. Uh
2: <coughs> but I guess my biggest my biggest issue was DeAndre Jordan getting first team. Uh DeAndre I don't even I could talk about this for a while. He was the third best player on a team that got the fourth seed and then once the two best players were gone, his team just got decimated by Damian Lillard's Portland Trailblazers. Um I don't know. Defense. I guess his defense is great, but I don't know. I can't justify it. Put no, Boogie. Put no. Boogie. Oh yeah. Boogie first De-
1: team. Demarcus De- 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 is the guy. We're gonna do a whole podcast episode dedicated to your favorite players and Boogie uh, Cousins and Rajon Rondo. <laughs> and I love Kawhi too. And why uh they're cancerous to every team they've ever been on.
2: Uh all right. Anyways, if you hate the NBA, we're almost done or we are done yeah yeah let's uh,
1: let's let's hit pause and, and regroup because we're coming back to talk bachelor
0: it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap i don't make songs for free i make
1: Alright, and as always, this podcast is brought to you by The Brunch at Expatriate, Saturdays and and Sunday mornings, best breakfast burrito in the city.
2: And And this podcast is also brought to you by the memory and legacy of David Bowie. right, we are rolling. We're back with the main event here. The moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, Anyone who hates the NBA, I'm sorry. Uh, Now we're on to the main event. The Bachelorette. Uh, we are very, we are very excited to talk about the Bachelorette. We are Bachelorette slash Bachelor
1: enthusiasts. Yeah, there was actually a brief internet campaign to get Dan on the Bachelorette, Bachelorette. because, little known fact, Dan who is probably the most eligible bachelor well, in the Westland area. Many would Ma- say. The greater but Portland I, area, really. Many uh, would say. Uh, he actually has a giant crush on JoJo. JoJo, if you are listening to our podcast, because uh, we're going to tweet it at you. Please be a guest. Uh, yeah, we'll ha- have you on. But, you know, if you haven't made your decision yet i'm I'm
2: sitting right here and, and many people don't know you know abc contacted me and they're like damn we we need to come on our show and okay. i just didn't i'm a really busy okay. guy i tried to travel no, a lot none of this none of this, no, none of this is true lot. this is not I'm, happening
1: but i'm a busy guy and I travel. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> <could have> <laughs> but we <laughs> we are excited to talk about the show
2: yeah so let's dive right into it uh <clears throat> Jojo, last year her heart was broken by Ben Higgins, who seemed like a real nice guy, but he turned out to be a total uh,
1: not not as nice of a guy. (laughs) Although you know what, I I disagree. I think he is a nice guy. Ben, Uh, uh, dude, (laughs) what am I forgetting? He
2: told two girls at the end that he loved them. I
1: think he got confused confused with like the girls. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. You've never been in that position. <laughs> guys like guys like me and Ben, we sometimes <laughs> end up in, oh in situations God. where I Drew don't know.
2: Drew said the other day, and I quote, I have trouble telling girls apart because they all look the same to me. <laughs> so maybe Ben had that same issue. That's out of context. <laughs> Anyways, JoJo got second place on last year's Bachelor. Uh she was picked to be the Bachelorette this year. Uh, coming fresh off of heartbreak from Ben, and um, so this this year seems like it'll be a good. Seems like it'll be a good season. There were a couple, a couple of themes that maybe I picked up on this first episode. Yeah, um, hit me with it. One, do you remember last season uh, when they went home and they met JoJo's family? Yes, and her brothers were like crazy. Dudes. Yes. I noticed this year, maybe I just haven't noticed other years, but they seen when they did the intros of all the guys before they met JoJo, they were doing like their backgrounds. They focused an awful lot on the dude's siblings. Uh, one of the guys, I think his name is Christian.
1: Yeah, CrossFit.
2: Yeah, yeah. CrossFit guy gets up at 3.30. Yeah. Uh, they, they did a big piece on him, like taking care of his brothers. And then uh, Ali, who is not one of your favorites, if I understand.
1: Well, I just don't know if he's a contender. Uh, we're, we're, the we'll we'll get
2: there. Iranian fellow, surfer. <laughs> He's a surfer, but his like sob story was like, oh, I I never feel like I'm going to like equal up to my siblings. Like his sister's a dentist or a doctor, his brothers a dentist or a doctor, something. Something like that. And yeah. He's, he's and he's, he's like
1: in a bartender. <laughs> a what? Yeah, in a bartender. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. So Which just like, I yeah. completely respect. Yeah, he's just kind of like surfing and bartending, and he's got this incredibly successful family. So yeah, I can't imagine that's the kind of guy you bring home. Right. Like, I mean, if he was the dentist or the doctor and, of his family, he'd have a shot. Right. But and yeah. then, uh, how, I mean, how did that story end? Yeah, probably not well. Hey, mom, dad, I remember marry this bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that show I went
2: on to meet the man of my dreams? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to marry a bartender who serves. <laughs> uh, and then the other, uh, so Jordan, nope. who we'll get to in a second. No
1: offense to all the bartenders out there, by the way. We love you. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to our
2: dudes. Uh, so Jordan, who is probably the front runner, many would say, which we'll get to in a second. His, I thought this was funny. His like sob story, like other dudes were like, my, my family died, or like my, I grew up without a father, or whatever. And Jordan's sob story was like him sitting on the bleachers and like, I've played for three NBA teams, but my brother is like NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> know.
1: Uh, so, what you're saying is all these people <laughs> overcame actual adversity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Jordan Rodgers is, yeah, that's his fake adversity. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyways, I thought that was funny, but. I'll be interested to see if they keep if the producers keep playing out kind of this focus on siblings this season. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it because JoJo JoJo's brothers are crazy, but we'll see if they keep bringing up that relationship. Um, I, I'm also interested to see, I, I think at some point last season, uh, in Ben's season, JoJo said something about how she always, she was attracted to Ben because she always went for the bad guys, but Ben was this good guy. <coughs> so I wonder if, the way the way things ended with her and Ben last season with Ben being this this good guy really polite uh, just seems like a good dude and he completely broke her heart told her he loved her and and like quite literally left her at the altar well I guess
1: not literally but almost
2: uh, if this if she's gonna shift in the other way and go for the bad guy again yeah because she had the
1: trend for the bad guy and they definitely they definitely Kind of put some token bad boys into yes. the mix. Yes, so, they did, and uh, you know, I kind of wish I hadn't watched the season preview at the end of the first episode because it revealed just so much stuff. And uh, you know, I was kind of looking forward to more speculating about stuff that we now know actually happens uh, from a drama perspective. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know who are the who are the contenders, Dan. All right,
2: so the contenders obviously are dude Jordan, Jordan Rogers, Aaron Rodgers' brother. Uh, he actually like. I don't know, he seemed like he was a really cool guy. He was yeah. uh, he was really confident, really, um, he was just really, uh, he was sweet to her. Yeah, he, he actually seemed like a great guy. Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude. Yeah. He, he left their one-on-one interaction, came back for the kiss, yeah. went over quite well, and won the first impression rose. You would
1: have to, uh, obviously, I don't think anyone would disagree, he is probably the number one contender. Mm-hmm.
2: And... Uh, good sign. When he walked away the first time, JoJo looked at it back at him and said that he had a nice butt, and that encouraged her to do more crunches or no wait, squats. I confuse crunches and squats. Uh,
1: I <laughs> I haven't broken sweat in nine years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so d- I think Jordan we can agree is probably the clear front runner. But uh, so again, I wish I hadn't watched the previews because it seems like some stuff from Jordan's past comes up. Uh, which is maybe that he has been unfaithful in the past, and and he revealed that he came off of a uh, a long term relationship yeah. prior to this. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, which actually brings up my favorite dude. Uh, oh, okay, Jordan's not your favorite dude. No, I'm I'm down with my bro Luke. Uh, he's a okay. Texan. Joe okay. Joe's a Texan. He's from the farm. He's from the country. He's got you know that Southern gentleman thing going on. He mm-hmm. is. Um, not just a military man and a combat war veteran. He is also a graduate of West Point w- Probably the most wow. prestigious university uh, in the United States or definitely Biola. definitely up there. Yes <laughs> That's actually close second to the prestigious Biola University <laughs> of La Mirada, California But then there's West Point and he's a West Point guy slash, uh, you know, I just I call him a war hero okay. and uh, he was a platoon leader. Uh, just a, an awesome, you know, seemed like an awesome guy, and she actually seemed to be charmed by him as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't count out, uh, don't count out a guy like that.
2: Yep, she said she had an instant chemistry and attraction to Luke. Uh, so, Luke, I, I, I mean, I like Luke too. I uh, his story was great. I, there are just a couple. I can't really quite put my finger on it. I just had a couple red flags about Luke. Uh, I don't know if this is okay to say or not, but he is possibly dealing with PTSD. He had the same look as. Uh, Do you ever see that movie, The Hurt Locker?
1: Dan, are you diagnosing a man's I, a man's medical condition I, from an edited television show?
2: I am saying that right here after the first. Hey,
1: everything's on the table. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. that's. That's that's the whole point. We're we're okay. speculating. Uh, you know, I uh, I I don't know. I, he seemed like. He seemed like a guy who's cut from a different kind of cloth to me, but we'll we'll kind of see how that shakes out. I guarantee you though, uh, you know, a uh, West Point man. Um, will prob will not have unfaithfulness in his past. That, that okay. uh, that's not how they that's not how they grow him there. So okay, uh, if if Jordan Rodgers has that in his background in his past, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I was JoJo, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with with the Patriot
2: with Luke. And, and that's the question though, right? If she's gonna swing back for the bad boy, or go for the nice guy?
1: Yeah, and I don't think Jordan Rodgers is the bad boy. That's okay, but but. There are some bad boys in the mix. Yeah.
2: Do we? Are, guys th- are there any other front runners we want to talk about?
1: I, I, okay. You you let me know. I think I those two guys, it's theirs to theirs to lose okay, right
2: now. I have two more possible front runners. Hit me with You it. may disagree. I think one was my dude Wells, the radio DJ, who brought uh <laughs> he brought that. All Oka for one. Country. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, all for one, dude. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, this brings up. Can I just bring up a question? Yeah. No, about, let's Let's
1: discuss this. Yeah, time. yeah.
2: I think I I, I have – part of the reasons I love The Bachelor at The Bachelor, I have so many, like, logistical questions about, like, how – like, for instance, like, 20 of the 25 guys come in these, like, big limos together. Yeah. But then certain dudes, like – like, my dude Christian just rolls up on a hog, like –
1: One guy had a unicorn. That was Luke. Yeah, you thought they were extinct. He rolled in on a –
2: yeah, they're not. And then my dude Wells comes in a limo, seemingly with – other guys but the other guys were an acapella group that he hired so i just wondered like the logistics of like are these guys do these guys go to the producers and are like yo i don't want to roll up in a limo with all these other dudes i'm gonna do my own thing
1: yeah they must they must come with a gimmick you know that all the guys if you remember we're talking about oh this is so gimmicky these guys yeah. need a gimmick or whatever so they probably actually come with that gimmick and then the producers are just like hey we got to shake it up somehow that sounds yeah. cool with me that that would be my guess. So you actually thought Wells is a contender. I thought uh Wells, I found Wells to be incredibly awkward really? and a little bit strange. Okay. And uh but I will say um just some some notes from my wife. Um she said her standouts were Jordan, yeah. Luke, no surprise there. And her third standout, Wells. And her hey. only note her only note on that was he brought all for one. I'm in. Thank you, Jody. Again, <laughs> having my back. Okay. Uh,
2: so. so Wells, I, I just liked Wells. Uh, I thought he seemed like a cool dude. The other, so and Wells is someone who I think's a front runner. The only other possible front runner I had was Alex, also an ex marine. He was that dude that was like super short. Yeah, like, I don't know. He was like barely taller than Jojo. I don't think it's
1: going to work just because he's too short. Okay. And, uh, he reminded me so much of the dude from, uh, the last season who was just that super funny doofy dude. They look similar. I'll think of his name later, but, um, he just kept getting through rose ceremony after rose ceremony. I'm like, how does this guy keep getting through? (laughs) Um, he could do a lot of pushups. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, those are the front runners. Then there were some just absolute weirdos in the mix. Um, there, I mean, there's guys that are just bringing drama. The guys that put the camera on them, they immediately started just talking, mm-hmm. talking mad mess at you know some of the other guys and throwing shade everywhere. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Just, so I don't know. Do you want to do the fringe or do you want to do the the drama? I, I, I let must, me just put this on record, podcast yeah. one. Saint Nick, Father Christmas from w- the North doing, Pole. Bro? I what we don't you know doing? anything about him, right? We know no. nothing about him. Uh, he. It could be like just this guy who dark horse kind of comes out of nowhere once he gets past all the whole Saint Nick costume stuff.
2: Yeah, and wipes all the freaking sweat off his brow (laughs) because he's been in this Saint Nick. Once,
1: once all that stuff clears, she it might be a dude. She he got through based on his gimmick alone. Maybe she's into him, and we don't know anything about him. Dude, I would literally, I don't know. uh, He could be a great guy. Like, seriously, you're, you're,
2: put a bullet in my brain. You've
1: judged him this hard based on a Santa suit? Because who does that, dude? <laughs> I don't, It got him through. <laughs> you do what you got to do.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so there's Saint, like literally the only name we know of this guy is St. Nick. And the only note I have next to his name is so stupid.
1: Which is why <laughs> I think he's the dark horse.
2: Okay, let's do well, – there's a bunch of dudes we're not going to talk about just because yeah. either they didn't get enough screen time or – there we just don't think they're contenders yeah. but i would love to talk about so i think there's two dudes actually there's there's a couple dudes that are either just like they seem like bad guys or just total idiots yeah. um i think the biggest one was obviously daniel the Canadian. Yeah,
1: guy. we have to talk about Daniel. He just—he he was bad through and through. He had, yeah, bad character. He's also kind of a strange guy. Really strange. Got
2: really drunk.
1: Yeah. Uh, did some weird stuff. Had really some strange, weird. some strange behavior.
2: Well, right, right out of the limo, he whiffed on. He tried to, he tried to make the dumb Daniel. Oh yeah, Stassi back, at it, and back then, at it again. And then he came
1: back again. He's like, "Did you understand my joke? Yeah. It, like, it, it's, like, it's really the most awkward Canadian moment ever. Yeah." Jojo's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, d- didn't he? Well, what was his quote? Like, he was like, have you been on the internet in the last few months or something? He something said, he said like one that. of the funniest things uh, uh, I've, I've ever heard. Have you he, been on the internet or have you been following the internet for the last also, couple months? Yeah. So well, I mean, I've been following the internet. <laughs> <books>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Daniel, obviously, like, He's just a weird guy off the bat, rolled out of the limo, was super strange. And then he'd obviously been drinking, like, a ton. Yeah. And so partially, like, again, logistically, like, these guys, these guys are there for, like, 10 hours or something like that, waiting, just waiting for their, their turn, waiting for the rose ceremony. So maybe he was drinking that whole time, maybe not. Yeah. He also seemed very eager to get any and all of his clothes off as yeah, soon as possible. jump into the pool. Jump and, into the pool. And yeah,
1: no one was comfortable. Um, And so I just want to add to the bad boy mix, uh, yeah. Chad. I don't have like the Dude. same specifics written down other than I just wrote. I'm like, glad you wh- brought up Chad. I just wrote one. He bills himself as a luxury real estate agent. But the twist is he's from Tulsa. So doubt it. What's luxury real estate in <laughs> Tulsa? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. So,
2: Drew, you are going to hate me for this but i actually am super down with chad no
1: i why i I just wrote negative notes about him i wrote chad is the drama dude what i don't know what that well, means because okay. it was a few nights ago that i watched and took notes but chad is the drama i'm gonna i wrote it and i'm gonna stick with it
2: i think i'm down with him in the sense that i just think he's super entertaining everything about <laughs> him
1: he was like he was super like
2: weirdly like like I wouldn't say he was physical with Jojo, but he was like really handsy. Like at one point they were sitting wait, next wait, to each wait, other. This is a positive. No, no I'm just
1: making observations okay, right now. No, okay, that seems uh, that seems super <laughs> weird.
2: <laughs> no, he's sitting next to her on the couch, and they're both holding hands, but like their fingers are interdigitated. Like it was just <laughs> a really it was just a really strange way to like sit yeah, next know to your someone. audience.
1: Dude, I, I don't even know you. what that means. And know your co-host.
2: He had one of my favorite quotes of the whole night. So that he gets out of the limo and he like talks to Jojo and he is like charming or whatever. And then as he walks away, I don't know if you remember this. He says, "Come find me when you come inside." <laughs>
1: Like, dude. Okay, I, la- I, I actually laughed a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I did. I wrote nothing. Dude, I, I'm gonna enjoy watching the evolution of Chad. Uh, Chad, if you're listening, please change your Twitter bio to "Chad is the drama." Um, and I imagine moving forward, you will be the drama. That's mm-hmm. what I wrote. And
2: and there there is
1: a little breadcrumb
2: of possible
1: drama to come.
2: When I think at the end of the episode. He called just sort of out of the blue. It is clearly a producer's pick. He called Jordan out for not being genuine. Yeah. So it's clear that Chad doesn't like Jordan, and he called Jordan out for not being genuine. Uh, I think so one we'll of the things
1: I didn't like about Chad is it's like he was just like, uh, yeah, he was. Jordan did nothing that we saw to reveal it. he was anything but like a super sincere good guy. But, th- yeah. but right off the bat, this guy was like, mm-hmm. I hate that guy. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, which just brings up an interesting question to me, Dan is yeah. like I thought it was a no brainer that Daniel was going home based on his erratic behavior. Yes, and so I suspect that you know JoJo has her top guys because it's a you know I think it's legit she's looking for you know what she wants, and, yeah. but I think she's not going to even really know or remember who's who and does what. Yeah, says what. I think, she'll, I think the producers allow her to have her top choices get mm-hmm. them through, but I think then they tell her, oh. It's a television show. It's about entertainment. This guy's going. This guy's going. Yeah. And so a few, I think a few of these guys that got through that were just like, "What in the world?" Um. I think I'm. I speculate that's a producer's pick.
2: Yeah, it must be because I feel like the guys that got kicked off were like pretty normal. Yeah. But I guess on a show like this, like being normal. Like it, it just isn't good television, right? right like right. you either need to be a front runner or yeah. you need to be just a complete psycho. Yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, I think that's why some of these people just keep w- like when they do the rose ceremonies, and mm-hmm. we're like, no, how did, you know, how did Olivia get through again? You know, yeah. and I think we're gonna be saying that uh, with with uh, Dan. Is that is that the Canadian Daniel? Daniel, yeah. please don't call him Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- Daniel, and I think we're gonna be saying that with Chad because I think he's gonna reveal. Yeah. Just I'm, what a jerk he I'm is. I'm pumped about Chad. You also like DeMarcus Cousins and Rajon yeah. Rondo. And Thank you,
2: Bryan. dude. Welcome to LA, Boogie Cousins <laughs> and Rajon Rondo. We'll see you soon. Uh, just a couple other dudes I wanted to talk about really quick because just these guys are – it's so funny to get like like what kind of snapshot the producers pick of these guys. Uh, you know Evan? the So they start out like – Evan was like
1: – Remind me who Evan is.
2: He goes – uh, Evan is... Well, he was like a pastor for years. Oh, a pastor I turned, a pa-
1: turned <laughs> some sort of medical specialist that yeah, erectile seemed... erectile <laughs> dysfunction. <laughs> In my notes, I got autocorrected to disinfection. <laughs> this, this is going to go south. Let's let's elevate. Let's elevate. Yeah, anyways,
2: Evan Evan was just kind of a strange dude. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about it. He had a really, really horrible style. Just kind of a weird guy. He was... The whole night he seemed confused why he wasn't like considered the front runner and he was like <laughs> yeah. he was like genuinely like like I think a lot of the guys figured they wouldn't get the first impression rose right just like I didn't get a lot of time with her or whatever Evan was like pissed like i cannot believe I didn't get the first impression rose uh the other guy that i don't really know why I had such a problem with him but his name was literally James Taylor.
1: <laughs> it's because you're a man of music yourself.
2: His occupation was singer songwriter, but he proved in the first like two minutes that he's a horrible singer and a horrible songwriter. Uh, wha-
1: Jody was watching um with with Matt Ehlers and who's another one of our friends um who <laughs> I guess we all live in the same house. Full disclosure: <laughs> me, Dan, Matt, Jody, Posey, oh, but Posey, um. And the deal. So he's watching with Matt and and Jody said, "What? His name is James Taylor," to which Matt replied, "Who is James Taylor?" Oh my! And then Jody paused the show <laughs> and started playing James Taylor songs, and Matt still had absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, but yeah, he seemed he seemed a little loony, but a Texan. I think Texans are going to be front runners, man. Mm. I, uh, something Tex Texans are kind of a weird clannish breed and they stick together
2: it's very strange uh i think that unless there are any other dudes you wanted to go into right now uh
1: i think we didn't see much of this guy but as of right now i'm super down with him i don't know enough about him i usually side with character uh when it comes to you know bachelor contestants and basketball players but so i don't know i'm not i am not going to say he's got it but james f boxing club owner uh i was kind of like, I think I might be down with that guy, and I also hope he just pummels some dudes. Um, wow, yeah, I
2: didn't even put that together. That could be true, yeah, yeah. James F. is interesting. He, <coughs> my only, I, I, I guess I didn't really pay attention that much to him, but I think he's like eight years older than her, oh, which, yeah, which isn't like a huge deal, I guess, but I don't know, we'll see what happens,
1: yeah, um. Any other interesting notes um, that you have? I think just a couple of
2: just strange observations. I mean, it seemed like the, fir- like the first time they met JoJo, like coming out of the limo or getting off the motorcycle or whatever, unicorn. Like everyone just seemed in a huge rush to get inside, like a huge rush. They would like say like, hey, good to see you. And like just run inside and <laughs> like look over yeah. their shoulder.
1: A few times she said, you look great, and a few guys replied, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Come on, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
2: the only – maybe we can leave with this just because I thought, I thought this was so funny. No one else might think it was funny, but the very first limo that pulled up, so she's like talking to Chris, and he's like, all right, are you ready to be the Bachelorette? Oh, it starts right now, and the first limo rolls up. And she's like, all right, here we go. And the limo's rolling up, and you can hear you can hear the guys talking inside, and a couple of them are like, like, "Wow, she looks great, she looks so hot and then just out of the blue, this guy goes. Yo, that dress is fire. <laughs> 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 I didn't even... It got me so that. good, and I'm pretty sure it was my dude Christian, yeah. but I'm not positive. Uh, I love that. he Like, everyone's commenting on how beautiful she is and like, how oh, crazy is it that we're here? Yo, that dress is fire.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, um, the only interesting note that I didn't mention so far is Grant, who's a firefighter from the uh, Yay Ye yeah. area. So, that's my, my neck What's of the woods. That? He's from the Yay. Um, I just wrote... Uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of down with him. We don't know much about him, but I wrote, he's like a Puerto Rican Billy Zane. So, <laughs> for all the Zoolander fans, that's what he reminded me of. Grant? Uh, firefighter from the Bay, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's super funny. And then, you're not laughing. You can not just say it's super funny if you're not... Well okay, well, I didn't think it was that funny. Uh, we cannot... There's two things we have to just touch on briefly. Right. One is super fan. Oh
2: my gosh. We can't I we can't not talk guy. about Superfan. What
1: was his name? Uh so, well he went home, so you might have deleted him from your uh, notes, right? Didn't he go home?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, it was
1: Yeah. But so it was really crazy because he literally had a picture of Chris Harrison that he talks to. <laughs> like that so that was that was kind of his gimmick, was he's a bachelorette superfan. So weird. Right? I mean that's that's just crazy like it, like what was your impressions on that
2: uh I mean he's clear I don't know man he he clearly like
1: in his oh like, in his in his intro video he was just shirtless and doing push ups. Yeah. Like, he
2: was <laughs> more stoked to meet Chris than he was to meet JoJo. Yeah. It was almost like he met yeah. Jo he's like, Alright, hey, nice to meet you. And then yeah. he like rushed inside to see Chris.
1: Um, I will yeah, he did get through actually. So Superfan super, What was his name? Superfan definitely got through. Um which is just crazy. James. Oh James. Yeah, James was the bachelor super fan, which brought us to our next weirdest moment that we should just touch on briefly. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, when the stranger walked into the room during the rose yeah, ceremony, and everyone was like, "Who is that?" and, and James James goes, "Oh, it's Jake Pavelka." <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't Jake catch Pavelka. that, but Jody Jody actually, Jody mentioned that as like, <laughs> she was like, of course a super fan immediately knows yeah, immediately that's immediately. Jake Pavelka, which was like one of the most strangest producers editing moments yeah. in history, where they tried to make this big build up cliffhanger, and it was yeah. like hey, we're like, I'm just excited for you, and it I'll was like, it. what just happened?
2: That dude gets picked like like that's the same thing as, like, you, like, the Golden State Warriors calling you up and being like, hey, suit up, Drew. It's yeah. time to play. Yeah. Like, he's literally, uh, the only reason he's on the show is because he's a Bachelor super fan. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, man, uh, it Last that, so that's a good, we kind of covered covered a lot of ground there.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm super down with Chad. I hope he goes far.
1: Dude, Chad is... <laughs> I I mean, I hope he goes far for entertainment purposes, but I'm not down with him. He is not a good guy. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, well, <laughs> So until next week, we're going to have a lot more to talk about when we get through. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. From the looks two. of the
2: preview, there's some major drama. Yeah. Some fist fights, some tears, some blood. Um, Yeah. Anyways. I guess that's it for now. That's a wrap. We'll talk next week. We'll try to do it earlier, Tuesday or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, listening, all you thousands of people. Yeah,
1: to, to the thousands, uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Tree and at Drew Martin. But mostly at Deotree. That's D-R-U-M-A-R-T-I-N. <laughs> all right. Bye.
0: I don't make songs for free. I make them for freedom. Don't believe in kings, believe in the kingdom. Chisel me into stone prayer, whistle me into song air. Dying laughing with Krillin, saying something about blowing hair. Jesus' black life.